Welcome to Stony Brook Church. We are so glad that you are here in worship with us today, especially if you are visiting uh, for the first time or if you are visiting at all. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey. I bring you greetings on behalf of our preacher of the day, Pastor David Hoffman, along with our pastor emeritus, Pastor Bob Thomas. As we begin our time together, you will find your connection card in your bulletin packet or online at stonybrook.church. I invite you to fill this out at some point during the worship service. It is a place where you can share with us that you were in worship today. It's also a place where you can share any prayer concerns that you may have that we can distribute on our prayer chain or keep within the staff. And we pray for those prayer concerns at our uh, weekly staff meeting. We want to thank all of you who donated toilet paper for, um, that we collected throughout the month of February, and uh, we'll go to both Grin and NEMAP. I am excited to share with you that the 930 worship service is the winner of the toilet paper challenge. <clears throat> now, you can thank in part the anonymous donor who toilet papered the front porch. Did you, do you remember hearing about that a few weeks ago? There were boxes of toilet paper left on the front porch when we came in on, on a Sunday morning. So you can thank that anonymous donor for that gift. And uh, the toilet paper is making its way to our partner pantry ministries and will be distributed to those who are uh, needing it. So thank you for your gift in that way. The United Methodist Committee on Relief, or UMCOR, is uh, looking for some supplies for health kits. Uh, they had to, they are restocking their Midwest warehouse after sending their stockpiled cleaning buckets uh, and health kits to Louisiana following the flooding this winter. And so our very own Stony Brook youth are going to be putting those health kits together next Sunday, March 20th. And we're looking for you all to help bring in supplies so that they can put those health kits together. Uh, you will find all of the needed items in your bulletin or in your weekly electronic announcements that you receive through your email. If you have any questions, you could reach out to Emily Keener, our Director of Outreach and Missions. And then uh, make sure that you have your calendar marked for next Sunday, March 20th, as we host uh, special guests, the Ohio Northern University Singers. They will be with us uh, helping lead worship at our 930 worship service. And then they will be offering a free concert at 1 p.m. right here in uh, the Stony Brook Sanctuary. So you are invited to come back for that. Bring a friend, a neighbor, uh, someone else to come enjoy the music. And then we also are inviting you to bring a canned good that will go to uh, the Gahanna residents in need, our partner food pantry um, to help support them as we enjoy the gift of music from the Ohio Northern Singers. You can find all of this information and so much more about the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church uh, in, your week, in your bulletin packet or online at stonybrook.church. Will you uh, take the next few moments to settle your hearts and your mind as our prelude helps to prepare our hearts for worship?
invite you to rise as you are able in body or in spirit for our call to worship. You will find your responses in bold on the screen. Come and learn the ways of life. We have come to follow Jesus. Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. We have come to follow Jesus. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who persecute you. We have come to follow Jesus. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We have come to follow Jesus. Come and learn the ways of life. Let us continue worshiping by singing together, Oh, How I Love Jesus. join me in a spirit of prayer. Do we listen to what you say? Really listen? We've heard it said by politicians, by business people, by neighbors, by influencers, to live in a way which gathers wealth and power in a world where we can be rich and powerful and fill our lives with possessions. But you say to us something very different. You offer an alternative way to living, a new way of seeing, a profound way of listening and learning and loving. Do we really listen to what you say? Do we hear you when you tell us to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, sit with the mourning, visit the imprisoned? Do we take these things seriously? 
can we hear that we too are hungry and naked and mourning and imprisoned? Do we look to you for guidance? Do we seek out your love to transform our hearts? For that is what we really want, O oh God, even though we resist. We want to know we are loved unconditionally. We want to know that you are caring for us and for those we love. We want to know that you are in control of this chaotic and confusing world. And so, O oh God, today we pray for those who grieve. Grant them warm memories and a tender peace. We pray for those who are waiting. Grant them patience and a tender peace. We pray for those who are hungry and thirsty and tired. Grant them their needs and a tender peace. We pray for those who are celebrating. Grant them longevity in their rejoicing and a tender peace. And, oh God, we pray for all of those who are peaceful. Grant them an ongoing sense of grounding and contentedness in you. As we pray all of this in the name of the one whose voice it is that we desire to hear, Christ Jesus. And we now join our voices together, praying the prayer he taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
What a profession of faith for us this morning. Thanks again for sharing your gift with us. As we continue our Sermon on the Mount series, we continue in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, Today's uh, verses can be found in the fifth chapter, verses 21 through 26 and 43 through 48. I invite us to hear these words. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you'll be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you'll be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, What more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God. Let us respond by singing together. Let us pray. Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, 
Give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this morning. Amen. How many of us have a list this morning? <laughs> Maybe even some of you have even started using the blank space along the edge of your bulletin to create a list already. And if you don't already have a list, I'm sure that you're thinking about a list now. It's the power of suggestion. But I would guess that every one of us ha here has a list of things that we need to get done, things around the house, things at work, or things in your lives, whether it's in your mind or actually written down. And this to-do list can be productively helpful, or it can be a nagging and overwhelming reminder that just won't go away. Sometimes I even find myself making lists of lists. <laughs> My list currently has about a dozen or so things that, things that I must do, and then a longer list of things that need to get done and can be put off a little bit longer. And if my household is anything like yours, I'm not the only one that adds things to my list. <laughs> Talk about to-do lists. What about the lesson from this morning's gospel? Jesus is really laying it on us. And these phrases from the Sermon on the Mount are, are so familiar, like the Beatitudes that we studied last week, that we can almost forget how demanding they really are. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. They all sound so familiar that we forget how difficult and at times impossible that they sound in the context of our lives. Pray for our persecutors, love your enemies, do not even be angry with your brother or sister, and if that's not enough, be perfect. <laughs> I can't help but read that final phrase a sort of an afterthought. Oh yes, and besides all of that, if I've forgotten anything or haven't, haven't named everything on the list that needs to be there, be perfect. <laughs> it's sort of those, can be seen as those other duties as a signed phrase that you might find on a job description. Be perfect. <laughs> but can you imagine yourself going over to Ukraine or Russia right now and telling both sides of the conflict, love your enemies or do good to them or bless them or pray for them or turn the other cheek and give them whatever they need. Or suppose that a delegation from Ukraine or Russia were to come here to the United States and talk to us about our own contentious relationships between the political parties within our own government or 
or even within our own denomination of the United Methodist Church and use those exact same words. I'm not so sure that it would go over very well. But maybe we don't see ourselves called to the world stage, so let's bring it just a step closer to home with today's text. Who is that one person or persons on your list? <laughs> you know, the one or the ones that you dislike the most, the one, ones who really irritate you, the person whom you find it very hard to forgive. Can you give to them what Jesus is instructing us to share this morning? Be compassionate, be loving, do not condemn, do not judge, pardon, reconcile, forgive. Now, guaranteed, it's not easy. Can we see ourselves as peacemakers taking that first step to making it all happen? Or do we, maybe we see ourselves in another light. Perhaps we see ourselves more like that gum-chewing waitress in Mel's Diner. Do you remember that old TV comedy? I, I remember. <laughs> Alice in the late 70s and early 80s. Flo was her name. And every time she was confronted with what perceived to be an impossible and an improbable event, she would always say, what? The 8 o'clock service was louder. <laughs> no, not kiss my grits. She did say that. That was a favorite <laughs> saying of hers. But she used another one, right? When donkeys fly. You have, maybe you have to go back and watch some reruns. She would say that phrase, and then she would turn her back and then continue chomping on her gum and go about her own business. It was Flo's character to build a wall between herself and, and the other people, to protect herself against any chance of being hurt. She was usually not the one to give, or for that matter, easily forgive. To-do lists, the lists that we create, are just fine because they help to remind us of the necessary tasks that we have to accomplish in life. It helps us to prioritize or to rank what needs to be done. But let's be honest. Do we have any items on our to-do list that Jesus mentions for us this morning? Or have we forgotten or refused to put any of that in writing? Those items that may be missing from our list, Jesus tells us that these are the events and actions that are of highest importance. They are the things that, that Jesus insists that will transform us, that will make a difference in our lives. These are the things that will change us and bring us new life. The words from the section on the Sermon on the Mount are an invitation for us to love as God loves. Now many things exist in, in our world today only when we give them to someone else. 
Think about it for a moment. Friendship can only exist if two people say yes to each other. Trust can become a reality only if one person is willing to accept another person. Love is real only when one person gives their goodness to another. Even mercy becomes a a healing power only if one person gives it to an undeserving other. The most graceful realities in life can only exist if we give them freely to one another. Tony Campalo was headed to work along his usual route. Many of you may know him, a famous Christian author and preacher. And it wasn't unusual for him to pass a number of homeless people on the street as he went about his way. And occasionally they would blurt out the usual panhandling requests for money. And generally he ignored them. But one day a particular woman whom he had seen before came shuffling by holding a steaming cup of coffee from a local donut shop. And their eyes met. He forced a smile. She stopped and put down her coat and bags and said, hey, mister, would you like a sip of my coffee? Now, if you were Tony, how would you have responded? (laughs) Walk past, right? And and pretty quickly. Well, he did. Or at least he started to. And something inside him that morning stopped him. Half a block down the street, he turned around and said, hey, yes, yes, I would like to taste your coffee. And she stuck out her hand to him, and he swallowed what had to be the most delicious coffee that he had tasted in a long time. Isn't it good? She said, yes, yes, this is really good, he said, and thank you. You're welcome, she said. Hey, he asks, why did you offer me your coffee? Because it was so good, she said. I thought someone might like to share it with me and enjoy it too. There on that cold morning, a woman was sharing what she had with someone she thought might enjoy the pleasure she was experiencing from her cup of coffee. Tony accepted her her kindness with grace. You see, loving as God loves can be shown in big and in small ways, and even in those small gestures, probably more important, they accomplish more than the big ones. To speak a word of encouragement to someone to give to someone in need, to lend to a neighbor, to write or telephone someone who is in sorrow, to visit the sick, to befriend a lonely person, to lend a hand to someone who is harassed. There are a hundred ways or more to be God's love in action within our own spheres of influence with those who are within our reach. Of course, as we know, sometimes the situation in which God places us demands more than just a little bit of kindness. Sometimes it requires a tremendous outpouring, perhaps even a flood of kindness. But you know what? God trusts us 
God trusts that we will make a difference in this world. And from my vantage point and experience, we sort of have two options in front of us as we examine the text for today. We can try to understand these extensions of, of, the, Beatit- of the Torah, these interpretations that Jesus makes of Torah teaching. We can try to understand them or we can ignore what we read there in Scripture and build a wall between ourselves and our neighbors and avoid the risk of of getting hurt and taken advantage of. That way we can wait like our waitress friend Flo until the time when donkeys fly before we take any steps to love as God loves. Friends, I invite us to take Jesus' words seriously. Jesus calls for inner transformation, and hey, we're in the season of Lent. But we cannot accomplish this inner transformation without the help of God and without the help of each other. The remedy may lie in a revision of our to-do list, Not the one that we necessarily write down on paper, but the one that's written in our hearts, in our minds, in our daily actions. And when we do, God will meet us there and we will bring God's kingdom here on earth one step at a time. May it be so. Amen. We give not because it's something on our to-do list of what it means to be a disciple, but we give, we offer ourselves to God because God has transformed our hearts and we want to be able to share it with others. We are thankful for all of the ways that you give of yourself to God through the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church. Your financial gifts go to support all of that. You can give on your way out by putting your financial gift in the basket. You can give online at stonybrook.church give, or you can give by mailing your financial gift into the church office. I'd invite you at this time as you are able to rise as we sing our doxology together. offer all of who we are to you. With gratitude, we thank you for the ways that you have transformed us and continue to transform us. We offer these gifts back to you. We ask that you bless them, 
multiply them and use us to move these gifts throughout our community and beyond. May each person who comes to receive them know of your great love in their lives. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, I invite you to be seated, and I invite Sandy Warner, our staff parish chair, forward for an exciting announcement for us. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm here this morning um, and pleased to announce that uh, Bishop Palmer has appointed Reverend Claire Kwan to serve as our next associate pastor, and this appointment is effective July 1st. Her first Sunday with us, however, will be June 26th. Uh, the leadership board and SPRC had a chance to meet Pastor Clara last Sunday evening, and she really is quite an amazing young lady. She was born and raised in Columbus, graduated from Dublin Coffin High School, and attended the Korean Methodist Church on Cleveland Avenue. 
She received her calling to ministry when she was 13 years, years old. However, like many of us, she didn't listen to God very well. Uh, she went on and received her master or bachelor's degree from Case Western Reserve in biochemistry, still didn't listen to God's calling, and went on and got her master's degree um, in nutrition and dietetics from Ohio State University. Finally, she listened to God and graduated from the Methodist Theological Seminary in Ohio in 2016. She then was called to Seoul, South Korea for three years to serve in the church, where she learned her, culture, her family's culture, her family's language, and the way they serve God in South Korea. She was then called back to the United States and served three years in a Methodist church in Thurston, Ohio. She was ordained as a full elder in 2021. Her hobbies include writing, baking, and any craft she can do with her hands. Although she did also tell us she loves cooking and any good restaurants you can send her away, she'll be most appreciative. Uh, that evening, we also met her two younger sisters, um, which are as lovely as she is. Um, she, she spends a lot of free time with her younger sisters. Um, and I would invite you, as she, be, as she comes our way, to watch our bulletin to find ways that you can welcome Pastor Clara into Stony Brook. She's really very excited to be here and can't wait to meet all of you. I had the privilege of meeting with her and our district superintendent, um, and it, yeah, it's, she is so excited uh, to be coming our way, and I'm excited to be serving with her. We're sad that Pastor Jennifer um, is going to be leaving and uh, leading uh, William Street United Methodist Church, and certainly our thoughts and prayers extend to the Thurston congregation this day. They weren't expecting um, this move um, either, so uh, we're surrounding them today as they find out the news, and also um, as, as Pastor Jennifer continues here and begins the transition to William Street, our thoughts and prayers continue for you as well. Friends, this truly is the day that God has given to us. I invite us to add some things on our list that will help us love as God loves, that will help us to seek transformation in our own lives, and God will meet us right there. May it be so. Amen. Amen. 